Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hi guys, Sensei James Leonelli here to talk to you about another one of our sponsors, LMNT, an electrolyte drink mix. Each one of these little packets gives you exactly what you need to keep you as hydrated as all us athletes like to be. If you're like me, you work out a lot, and when you work out a lot, you also sweat a lot. Now, when we sweat, we don't lose just water, of course. We also sweat out salt. We sweat out electrolytes. So each one of these packets contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium, giving you everything that you need in order to maintain optimal hydration and nothing that you don't. So to go online, place an order for your sample pack, and to get yourself a bonus free sample pack, you're going to go to this website right here, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. You're going to see this down in the video below, but I'll say it one more time for you, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. Again, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't.
Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Showman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. I'm wearing, again, this week, this year's uh, school apparel, the sweatshirt, I have the t-shirt upstairs as well. I'll get that on for you guys one of these days, so you can see the t-shirt. It's very similar, only it's black instead of camo, uh, but these are pretty popular as well. I saw plenty of people... Uh, rocking them around the school and around the COC and so forth. Um, but again, check Tiger out at tiegear.com. Uh, that's where you can get all of your official Tiger Showman's gear and a whole bunch of other uh, awesome apparel and stuff like that. So, as I talk to you guys, we are in the shadow of the final Flex Fights card of 2023, which seems crazy to say out loud. And that is Flex Fights 30, Fight Hard. Uh, not a, It's not a Christmas card <laughs> it's kind of our, our theme was kind of that it wasn't a christmas theme uh because uh quite obviously if you guys follow the fight game at all a great many fight promotions every card they do in december is always christmas themed and like everybody's in a santa hat and uh you know jingle bells this and everything's very very christmas centric which i get obviously it's it's it is christmas time so by all means lean into that a little bit um but more so, uh, we wanted to make sure, though there was some Christmas spirit for, uh, you know, uh, big time. There definitely was some Christmas spirit in the whole card and everything. The bigger thing that, that you would notice is the fights. So I would, we were just kind of focused on that. Like, there wasn't any, like, super over-the-top Christmasness, if you will. Um, also, leading into this card uh, was the fight to end, hu end hunger. Uh, this was our food drive that we did both online and in all the gyms that were involved, as well as... Um, at the event itself, and we collected an absolute ton of donations at the venue, and I can't even wait to see what was collected at all the gyms, too. It's going to be spectacular. I'm so, so excited to see what the final total is, because, uh, again, we, we did some real good there. Uh, you know, Flex Fights, Natty Combat Apparel, and all the gyms that were involved. We did some really, really real good, which I'm, I'm very excited about, and to see just how much good that we did. So, as per usual, after Flex Fight Card, I always kind of want to, like, review what happened um as well as just talk about the lessons learned and um it's funny like this this card had had some uh, some chaos attached to it from the very beginning from like as long as i had the fight card um typically i get a fight card a couple of weeks out from fight night and i can start putting my uh i can start putting my finishing touches on my or start putting my outline together and as the day wears on as the fight wears on um be able to really um get my uh you know get, get my ducks in a row and make sure i have everything that i need but what happens is the fight card that i get it goes through several permutations and throughout the the, the build-up what happens is the uh the fight card that i get is a google sheet so that we can all see it and it can be updated by uh by the flex fights uh, office staff as days go by and typically what happens is I'll see, you know, there's, oh, 30 some odd fights that are being put together. And I know by the time we get to fight night, at least 10 of those are, are, are shuffling off. It just happens that way. Usually we wind up in the area of high to mid 20s of fights. And this was no different. I, I saw a bunch of fights on the card. And one thing that I'll notice is, you know, not that it's been really explained to me what the, the different color codings mean, but because I don't really need to know what the color codings mean. Um, but... Each fight is um, 
each fight is color coded as I get it. And you know, some are green, some are yellow, some are red. And I, I could make assumptions as to what those colors mean, but like I said, I don't really need to know what they are. So as a result, I generally don't find out what's going on with those fights right away. But what I notice is over time, those fights uh, will either shift around or change or fighters will fall out, new fighters will come in, or sometimes the fights will fall off the card completely. And um, what I noticed is this fight card went from those 20 or 30 or you know so fights, and very quickly I saw fights start to fall off and fall off and fall off and you know this person was hurt and that person was sick and that person pulled out and that person uh, didn't like the matchup and so on and so on and so on and it whittled down to I believe at the beginning of fight week or, or two weeks out we had 19 fights which is a you know a, a really small card for flex fights not a small fight card by any stretch of the imagination but for flex fights a small card for sure and um by the time we got to the day before weigh-ins, we were down to 14 fights. And then by the time fight night came around, we were down to 13 fights, which was an incredibly small card for us. Um, but again, just, just craziness leading through the whole thing. You know, how many, how many fighters pulled out? How many fighters got injured? How many fighters, for whatever reason, were unable to compete that day? It just happens. It just is. So... Leading into the fight card, we had all the, this this chaos leading into it, and then, um, like I said, we end we wound up having uh, we had fourteen fights by weigh-ins, and even when weigh-ins were over, we still technically had fourteen fights booked. Um, one of the fighters missed weight, and his opponent still took the fight, uh, and then the the guy who missed weight did not show up on fight night. Not quite sure what happened there, obviously, because one of his teammates competed that night, so. Really don't know what happened there. Um, hopefully everything's all right with him and everything else. But nonetheless, uh, so that that fight fell through on fight day. We still brought the fight into the cage and recognized him and gave him a little moment of shine to uh, let him, you know, get out and speak to the crowd, his crowd that was there to support him as well as anybody else that was there to, and, and had seen him fight before and was interested to see him fight again and to let them know why one of the fights fell off the card. So... Nonetheless, we had, like I said, 13 fights on the card. We had, I believe, nine on the preliminary card. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight fights booked on the preliminary card. And that was with the fight that wound up falling through. So um, a great night of fights in the beginning. Really closely contested uh, contest to open us up. Um, just two guys. Oh, I believe one was 0-1 and one was well. It was his debut. Both came out guns a-blazing and really did, did some great work. Some really, really great work. And um, next, we had the return of, of two guys who had fought for us a couple of times before, both bouncing off of a loss, so really looking to kind of right the ship, so to speak. And it was a really well-contested fight, and, you know, uh, the victor was Joe Caldone. Uh, Joe the Bone, we call him Joe the Bone Caldone. And uh, he looked really well put together. You know, his... We saw some real levels up in his striking. Uh, we saw some real levels up in just the way he put the game together. And uh, it, during a takedown attempt, his opponent injured his arm, but uh, it wasn't. It, it didn't matter if that was in that way or any other because Joe was really putting it on him. It wasn't so much what his opponent was doing wrong, just what he was doing right. And uh, just looked awesome. Look, you know, he, he got the win that he deserved by hook or by crook.
Um, we moved down 10 pounds then, went to the flyweight division, uh, a debuting fighter and somebody coming off of a win from the previous fight. Really, uh, again, a close, a well-matched up fight. Well-matched up fight. Two younger kids, both of them were young in their career, and two guys who match each other well. Uh, one of them, uh, Arben Loga, he fought for us just recently, back in October, and he came out. Uh, he came out of the corner like he was shot out of a cannon in that previous fight, and he had really calmed down after those those first time nerves, and he really looked even be- even more put together this second time, even more complete, and fought a really game guy, uh, and but still came away with the decision. Uh, we moved on to our next bout. It was a kickboxing bout, and um, in this kickboxing bout, a debuting fighter in Matt Thayer. Uh, fighting another guy, come, who, the guy who took our fight on 24 hours notice on our last card, Zeke Sayant, and um, Matt Thayer just did an awesome, awesome job. Really composed, uh, really, really controlled and disciplined. Kept really, really awesome, awesome control and just did an absolutely great job. Comes away with a win. Uh, next, uh, we were back in kickboxing. We had two debuting fighters. Uh, actually, one of them maybe may have been 0-1 leading into it, but nonetheless... Um, a guy came with a lot, a lot of hype, a young man by the name of Steven Picciano and, uh, or Picciano. His older brother is a, is a pro, uh, MMA fighter and, uh, they call him Tom Pooch and Pooch is, re- does really, really well. Uh, like he just won the 135 title at Ring of Combat just recently and, you know, he was a real big showman and so was Steve. Steve came in, you know, looking just as aggressive as aggressive can be, uh, Came out, ran into someone who unfortunately was Hammer. You know, I, there was a moment where I thought I saw what hurt Steve, and it wasn't necessarily you know a punch or a kick, or I uh, just you know, it was kind of luck of the draw and kind of the fight how things sh- shook out. But uh, his opponent Tracer Cabea uh, came out with a victory, and um, it was a stoppage. Steven didn't protest it at all, which tells you it was a pretty good stoppage. Um, but I'm sure both gentlemen will be back in there in no time at all. Then we had a really awesomely contested fight uh, and back in amateur MMA up at the, up at uh, 155. Billy Van Dyke uh, versus Gabriel Curtis. Again, just a spectacularly matched up fight. These guys had actually competed previously uh, in a jiu-jitsu match. And Billy Van Dyke was really trying to lean on that, that size and psychological advantage he had from win- winning that jiu-jitsu match. And, man, Gabe Curtis was game as game could be. It was a really awesome back and forth battle. Um, Billy Van Dyke in the driver's seat for most of it, but man, there was absolutely no quit in Gabriel Curtis. He came to fight, and any time that he looked like he was in big trouble, he would find a way out of it until eventually, uh, towards the end of the third round, Billy caught him in a pretty unique submission. It was a combination of a reverse triangle and an Americano or something known as a mirror lock, uh, where it just kind of inverts the shoulder in a funky way. And uh, again, snatched it up kind of out of nowhere, and Got a really cool and highlight reel kind of finish against a very tough and game Gabriel Curtis. Uh, then we moved back down to 125, stayed in MMA uh, for our featured prelim, Phil Whalen out of Long Island MMA, who uh, was as kind as kind could be. Man, oh man, uh, like just so complimentary of, of us and the production team and what we did, uh, as well as the young man by the name of Austin Godwin. Austin's fought for us three times. Um, Austin from down south. Uh, flew up to fight, fly, fight for us, I should say. Uh, had an excellent battle with Phil Whalen. Had him in some deep trouble uh, with an early guillotine choke, though Phil did find his way back uh, and eventually found his way into an anaconda choke, which he finished uh, for the win. 
Uh, and then not only did he finish Austin Goblin, he also finished Austin Goblin's career as he retired from fighting after after uh, the after the fight. We had a little brief intermission, and then we went up into our main card of the evening, where we had a bunch of great fights, including but not limited to two amateur title fights and two pro kickboxing fights, one of which is a title fight. So we opened up uh, with a flyweight title fight in kickboxing, and man, what a closely contested fight this was. A great piece of matchmaking. Two guys who, I mean, the rounds, at the end of every round, me and the other commentators are looking at each other like, who do you give that to? Like, it was so razor close in how skilled these guys were. You know, each guy had moments here and there, and it was it was a thing of beauty. It was really just an awesome fight to watch, an awesome fight to call. They could book that fight on every card, and I wouldn't complain. Super technical fight. Uh, Zahad Udin com- coming away with the win and winning the title. Awesome fight. Awesome fight. We jump back over to MMA uh, for our final MMA bout of the evening, actually. And uh, that was uh, two gentlemen in the heavyweight division. Uh, Kyle Daly coming off of a, a debut. He was a little disappointed when, uh, against Hakeem Jackson. And Hakeem Jackson came out looking like an Adonis and uh, came out like a bull. And he landed a, a real nice jab, cross, hook combo, sent Kyle Daly to the canvas. And that was that was all she wrote in a pretty short order. Uh Great performance by him. Then move on to our second amateur title, uh, Tyler Coughlin versus uh, Chris Ward. And again, an awesomely contested fight. They they went five rounds. Five rounds? Five rounds. I believe it was five rounds. <laughs> At any rate. Um, so anyway, um, both guys come out, looked absolutely great. Again, just a very well-contested fight. Uh, Tyler really kind of stealing each round little by little by little. Just looked great, really looked flowing and put together. A great fight for every one of the guys, for both guys, I should say. Uh, Tyler coming away with the win, claiming his first title. Then we stayed in kickboxing, moved up five pounds. Uh, Alex Jacoloni versus uh, Antonio King. A great fight, really, really well-contested. Uh, Antonio he came out with, with some tough thoughts. You know, he felt like his opponent's previous opponent hadn't really shown up to the fight. He's like, I showed up to fight. And Alex poured it on, man. He just tried to drag Antonio into heavy water and make him drown. And Antonio dreaded water for a long, long, long time until Alex eventually uh, brought the stoppage in the third. But he was just pouring out a pace. I don't know how, I don't know how many people could have kept that pace. We moved on to the pro realms then, and we had Christian Dotton versus Mackenzie Hedden. Uh, Christian Dot. This fight was a while coming. These guys were talking about fighting as amateurs. Uh, Mackenzie uh, uh, kind of moved on. Christian didn't, uh, and eventually, here they are, uh, years later. Christian comes out, and both guys look pretty well to- well put together. But in very short order, Christian lands a head kick like right on on the side of the jaw, and Mackenzie tried to stay with it, but his body was like, nope, and he he took a, a, the spill down to the canvas. Uh, Christian Dotton with the stoppage win in just a couple of seconds, about 45 seconds or so, into the fight. And then finally, moved on to our main event of the evening. And that was our 170 kickboxing title, uh, pro kickboxing title, between Ryan Kingo Castro and Chike Obe. And this fight was a fight that had been talked about for a great many years over a great many rule sets. Uh, kickboxing, MMA, kickboxing, MMA gloves, um, amateur, now pro. And these guys, pro in kickboxing. Chike coming off of a two-year layoff. Uh, Ryan hadn't been in the cage since February. He was supposed to fight for us 
again a couple of months ago. I wasn't able to, had some family stuff going on. But nonetheless, uh, a really spectacular fight. You know, it took Chike a round or two to really kind of wake up. But again, pretty closely contested. Uh, Chike did open up the eyebrow of Castro with a cut. Uh, and Castro fought through it valiantly uh, with, his, with his big crazy beard, the smear of blood on his eye. He kind of looked, I think, the main character, uh, Kratos, I think, from God of War. It was a really awesome fight to end the night with. A great, great title fight. Just a great night of fights overall. And honestly, this being our 11th fight night of the year, I, I actually think this one probably went the most seamless. Sure, we had the one guy not show up, but we just rolled right through it. It wasn't an issue. Um, we didn't have any technical issues. We didn't have any issues on fight night, really. Like, it really went well. Uh, and that kind of brings me to, to my lesson learned and kind of the, uh, the closing thought for the evening. And it's a good one, I think. Um, and it's a very simple little mantra, a uh, very simple little idea. The idea that sometimes through the chaos, something beautiful comes. Sometimes through the chaos, something beautiful comes. And obviously, like I said, in the buildup to this fight, all the fights that fell through, you know, all the, you know, this matchup didn't work, this matchup didn't work, you know, this fighter didn't get back to us, this fighter had to pull out, this fighter got injured, so on and so forth. There was a great many times when, you know, you could consider what was going on, chaos. You know, a fighter missing weight pretty significantly, uh, and then his opponent still managing to take the fight. And then on top of that, that fighter who missed weight not showing up on fight night, again, that's a, that's a good amount of things that can go wrong. And it could really catch us and spin us, but it didn't. Uh, you know, we, we, did, we were down a little bit of staff from the last card. Um, you know, some of the production staff uh, needed to move on for one reason or another. And again, that could, throw, uh, that could throw a loop in things. And it didn't. It really did not at all. Um, and, you know, having on top of this the food drive, uh, my brother kind of helped put it all together. Uh, they pulled him in the ring kind of unexpectedly, and he did deliver a little speech, which, again, speech on the fly about what was going on. That could have went really poorly, and it did not. It, like, he did a really good job. It was, it was the beauty that can sometimes come out of chaos. And that's an important thing for us to remember because – especially this time of year when you've got all these plans and all these parties and all these things you got to prepare for and this stuff that you got to wrap and that stuff that you got to bake and that part of it you have to go to and the other part that you go to and then the other part that you have to go to and then you're hosting this event and then you still got to do all this other stuff and then there's a school event for your kids and amid all of this chaos something beautiful comes right if you're a family that celebrates christmas no matter how crazy everything else goes, Christmas morning is always beautiful. If you're a family that celebrates Hanukkah or any other holiday, there's always that moment in the holiday that's beautiful, regardless of all the chaos that got you to that day, right? And the same thing happens with our days, right? Like we have certain days that just wind up being so completely chaotic from the moment our head leaves the pillow until our head returns to it again and if we get lost in the chaos we miss the beauty because usually there's something beautiful there you know when i put the kids to bed we always uh, go over a couple of questions i ask them you know, what was the highlight of your day it's one of the questions i ask them it's the first question i ask them as a matter of fact and 
it's good to have them sit there and think about the thing that made, was most exciting to them or made them the happiest or whatever. Because then, no matter how much chaos happened, you know, if, if, oh, this happened and Aunt Lauren got stuck at work late and we had this go on at the school and, oh, you know, this and this and this, uh, crummy day it's in, in like regular school or we left, like all this stuff falls to the wayside quick, real quick, as they're thinking back over the thing that made their whole day. And in every bit of chaos, in everything where everything, in anything that happens where everything is going wrong, you'll always be able to find a little bit of beauty. You just got to go looking, right? Because sometimes from the chaos, beauty comes too. So when you're feeling your chaos this time of year, make sure you look for the beauty too, because I guarantee you it's there. Sometimes you just got to open your eyes and think about it just a little bit, but I guarantee you, you can find it. Just tune yourself to the right lens. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find me on Facebook. I'm sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash tigershomansmithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find everywhere I'm on the internet at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei You can find me. You can find all sorts of other awesome stuff, including Flex Fights, all about our sponsors. Speaking of which, sponsorship opportunities are available. So if you guys are interested, reach out to me, any of the contact methods that I gave you. Find the podcast at Sensei's Weekly Mindset on Instagram. I'll make sure you guys find out more about the Tiger Shulman's as a whole at tsk.com. Other than that, guys, Make sure you guys leave a rate and a review. It just helps. Make sure you guys subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. But most importantly, guys, please share the podcast. It is the only bit of advertising that I have. So I very much appreciate it when I see you guys share it through social media and so forth. Thank you. Your support is very much appreciated. Other than that, my friends, until next time, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.